Welcome to That's Awesome ID. My name is Leslie Early, and each week I will be speaking with a different guest and learning about one thing they think is awesome in the field of instructional design. Okay, today I am super excited to have my guest Kate Udalova here with me. She is the founder of Seven Taps, a web-based authoring tool that allows for creating bite-sized courses super fast. And she is here to talk with me today about microlearning. And for the first time ever on That's Awesome ID, we're going to answer some questions from some of your connections on LinkedIn. And that's really exciting. It's the first here. So thank you so much for joining me, Kate. Oh, likewise. It's a pleasure to join you today, <laughs> actually. Um, I, I don't know what to add uh, for this introduction, <laughs> because you have already mentioned all I have to say. I can only say that <laughs> previously, before I uh, uh, embarked upon my startup journey, I worked at a training and consulting company where I dealt with marketing, L&D product development, and I also worked closely with clients as a consultant. And I'm a huge fan of microlearning. That's all. <laughs> so your product, Seven Taps, this is an authoring tool. And I'm seeing it everywhere right now. People are like loving this because, you know, it's a chance to um, create these microlearning courses or microlearning experiences, but it's, it's pretty streamlined. Like it's pretty easy to do that. Um, and so before we get into too much detail, you know, answering questions about microlearning, did you just maybe want to start with a brief definition of what that is? I mean, I'm sure people know what that is, but maybe we should just give a little definition. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Microlearning illustrates the delivery of educational content in short nuggets, and each nugget addresses one learning objective. And I want to add one more thing that is often ignored. Microlearning should be organized in a way that a learner can access the content quickly and easily. Because, you know, if a learner spends 10 minutes to find a three-minute long course, it's not a microlearning. It's weird. Uh, to say the least, actually. Right, right. So, so it should be easily accessible. Yeah, sure. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point to clarify. Um, so you, Seven Taps is relatively new. Like I remember, um, I think you actually contacted me maybe last summer, sometime when you were first trying to like circulate it and get users interested. So, how long has it actually been around? How long have you been working on this? Uh, we launched it, uh, I think, in the end of November, and I think I reached out to you in November too. <laughs> so the time flew too fast. Oh wow, it feels long. <laughs> it feels longer. It feels like it was um, summertime for some reason. But, you know, this year has been a long year, this past year. So, um, yeah, so it is still relatively new. And so um, how how has, you know, how people are actually using it versus what you thought people would be using it for? Like, are people using it how you how you thought they would? Or or I don't know. I'm just curious to see now that you have some some time to see people using it, what your experience with that has been. Yeah, that's a great question, actually, because initially we built a free tool to train frontline personnel. And then customers invented 100 other ways to use seven tips. And I'm not exaggerating now, uh, because now there are courses on language learning, K-12 education, corporate communications, customer onboarding, portfolio building, and many, many more. 
And recently, we have added features that enable users to deliver courses via QR codes and via SMS. And this has opened up new possibilities for the use of the product too. Um, for example, one user uh, said that he was going to print QR codes in the form of stickers and place them directly in trucks. This company is in the transportation business. And um, as for the delivery via SMS, uh, I have already witnessed a couple of examples how people apply it. For example, there is a cleaning service company whose employees are not so digital savvy. And sharing courses via SMS is just the only way to reach out to them. And just to sum up, I would put it this way. People use now seven tabs as a knowledge transfer tool. I cannot say that we didn't anticipate it. Of course, we were striving for it, but we didn't anticipate such a scale, actually. So that's very interesting. So people are using this just a dip, way differently than how you first imagined it. So that's kind of exciting, right? Yeah, it is, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and so speaking of which, there people are using this, and I see people using it on LinkedIn all the time. And so... You had a great idea when we were brainstorming this episode to maybe ask some of those users or people who are curious if they have questions, because maybe it's something that you or I wouldn't have thought of. So let's transition into some of those questions. And we got this off of your LinkedIn post. Um, and so I will attempt to pronounce these people's names correctly. And if I don't, I apologize. But <laughs> um <laughs> The first, the first question comes from Bhavani Nada Kumar, and uh, they ask, "How can we deliver a differentiated learning experience using Seven Taps? Can I incorporate audio and video components to the micro learning experience?" That's a great question, actually, and uh, we should start by defining what a differentiated learning experience is and why I need it, actually, uh, because. Uh, you know, it has proven that to a certain extent, learners have a predisposition to like verbal riddles and visual puzzles, and this facilitate memorization process. Though I've seen interfaces that are not intuitive to users and are too disruptive for an optimal learning experience. And I think it all started with the advent of technologies, because there are many products on the market whose product vision seems to have been driven by software developers and not educators. And users uh, just feel tempted to pack in their courses with all possible features, and sometimes at the expense of the educational value. And speaking about the seven tabs, you can spice up courses with various types of cards. Uh, which are enough to keep the learner engaged, but at the same time, do not distract from the content itself. And I think it's very important. You can mix text-based cards with GIFs, images, with quizzes, with audio components. We call them sound bites. And also you can uh, use links and send learners to a website page, to YouTube, or to a longer form traditionally learning course if you want. And as for the video components, um, that's a question I, uh, I receive quite often. And currently, we do not support them. But this choice is well-informed. Um, you know, video creation takes time and tons of efforts, actually. You have to write a script uh, to shoot a video, 
then process the file, then host it somewhere, and let alone you'll need a team and good equipment. And if you need to update some information, you'll have to reshoot everything. Um, I worked on several projects where we created video-based courses, and I know all the pitfalls very well. So one of the advantages of SoundTaps is a lightning fast uh, creation of content. And there are many other cool products to help you shoot and upload videos. And with 7Taps link card, you can always attach this video to your course. And by the way, soundbites are perfect alternatives to video. They are cost-effective, they are fast in production, and they are pretty engaging as far as I can see from the statistics. Yeah, yeah. And you make that's a great point. It does take a lot to produce your own custom videos, but there's nothing stopping you from linking out to some of those resources if you do have them or linking out to like YouTube or Vimeo or things like that that are generally available to the public. So I think that's it's it's interesting that you've put that much thought into it. It's not just like, oh, um you know, we just don't have the structure to support that type of functionality. It's like, no, this was a conscious choice and we keep it this way so that it, so that your authoring process is, is as fast as possible. Cause that's sort of the point, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, the next question here is from Priyanka Wheatley. And they say, what key points should be kept in mind in the design and delivery of microlearning for a varied audience? And how should one go about it? Um, another great question, actually. Uh, and I suggest starting with defining a specific learning objective. Think about what is the purpose of your microlearning course. Then make an estimate of the current average level of knowledge um, of the audience on the topic. And if that's difficult to estimate, then assume no previous knowledge. It's important. Then um, based on the specific learning objectives and current level of knowledge of the audience, make the decision if microlearning is the appropriate tool to reach your goal. If their answer is yes, then consider the resources available. Um, then find the key concepts related to the topic you want to teach to avoid bombarding your learners with unnecessary information. And, uh, you know, if there are too many key concepts you, you want to deliver, then consider creating multiple microlearning modules. Don't forget about the cognitive load of your learners. Um, if we speak about designing the course, um, think about who are the subjects of the learning, how they're defined, where they're located, why do they learn, what makes them make the effort, and what are the outcomes of learning. And also, I personally support the idea of inclusivity when it comes to uh, designing courses. I suggest keeping in mind gender-neutral language or pictures with people of different backgrounds and color of skin. Uh, for instance, our users explore the full potential of using GIFs in their courses. You know, instead of a human, you can include a funny fantasy character or a cute animal. And learners are relaxed and entertained, and there's less room for accusing an educator of being prejudiced. And I personally try to do my best to help educators to be in the picture 
uh, by posting about this issue on LinkedIn. You can also take advantage of one of my favorite courses, which is devoted to using gender-neutral language. Uh, you can check it out on the Sound Tabs LinkedIn page. Um, and when I it, just looked at that one this morning, that's yeah. so funny. <laughs> I just looked at it like a few minutes ago. <laughs> How did you like it? I really, it was great. And, and, uh, it is very succinct and yeah, I, I think it's a great application, uh, for micro learning. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Actually, I, I share all the author's uh, opinions and, uh, this is a fantastic course. I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> Though I have to be impartial about our finalists. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, when it comes to delivery, uh, you should keep in mind where your learners are. And most probably they are on their phones, right? So I suggest double checking the way your content looks on smartphone screens. And as for seven tabs, we guarantee that your course will look great on any device. And in contrast to other course authoring tools, Seven Tabs is mobile first, while adaptive to desktop. No, not vice versa. So yeah, so I hope that that was helpful. Um, that certainly shed a lot of light for me. So I hope that was helpful for Priyanka. But let's move on to this. One comes from Chris Carell, uh, who was actually a, a former. Um, guest on the show. So, oh. <laughs> and they, yeah, yeah. So he was here for communities of practice. So I'm excited to see he has a question for you. How does seven taps work in a learning stack? Does it replace the LMS or work within it? Well, technically, seven taps is a learning management system itself. It's a free browser based course authoring tool, and it has the ability to deliver your courses and to track the performance. However, 7Tabs was designed to work within your existing e-learning ecosystem, and we are not aiming to replace other LMS. Um, use 7Tabs to warm up and engage your learners before a training session. Use it to create summaries, reminders, follow-ups to boost knowledge retention afterwards, or use it to deliver instructions and some tips Nevertheless, there are some cases where seven tabs can be used as the only solution for personal training. But this applies to micro-businesses where there are no training specialists, no instructional designers, and there are no budgets, actually. And in such cases, the business owners themselves create courses and deliver them. And for such companies, seven tabs, you know, is a kind of a game changer, actually. Yeah, you actually mentioned a lot of things that I think about when I think about seven taps and that I've seen maybe some examples of this. Um, I like that it's like uh, as a summary, maybe, or um, Cliff Notes, you know, the company Cliff Notes that gives like the uh, summaries of books and things for like yeah. college students, similar to that. Um, and also I like the idea of what you just said, which I hadn't seen, hadn't considered, but using it as, um, as a way to remind people, it could be a summary function, but like, as you said, like at, in, um, intervals after they maybe finish a different course or a different learning experience and use this as a way to like fight against the, uh, forgetting curve a little bit. Um, I think that's really clever that I had not 
considered that before, but I yeah. can see that being a very useful application of it, especially with the SMS functionality that you, you have added. Yeah. And, you know, companies who have already introduced seven taps into the e-learning ecosystems, or at least have tried it once, uh, can see the statistics. And uh, it speaks volumes about the efficiency of this approach. Without reminders and without follow-ups, knowledge retention is noticeably lower. So, yeah, it's a great way to start. Yeah. So um, let's move on to this one comes from Richard Mendoza. He says, "Would it would be great to hear strategies on changing the outdated views of learning to modern micro learning experiences. I, I guess he's just thinking about your thoughts on this, and I'm sure you have a lot. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, this is my favorite question, <laughs> sir, about this, because uh, you know, it sounds like a tricky question, actually. It somehow contrasts outdated approaches to modern microlearning, uh, as if microlearning was supposed to replace something. But that's not the case. Um, good and effective learning is always a blend of experience. And microlearning makes sense as a part of a strategy. Um, as you prepare for the stakeholder conversation, I suggest you starting from the questions that must be answered to set the page. The first one, what is the desired business outcome? The second one, what is the root problem? And the third one, what kind of training is the ideal solution? Once you've determined that microlearning is the best solution, then it all depends on who you are going to convince. Because as for instructional designers, they love exploring new tools. And you don't have to talk anyone into it. Just give them a tool, show them how it works, and they will be happy to adapt it. And as for organizations and L&D managers in particular, you know, they usually just need to see the figures. If you consider creating micro content with seven tabs, it is cost-effective and time-saving. And that's actually what any company is looking for. Um, the way we've achieved this efficiency can be easily explained. Seven Taps is a web-based tool. You don't have to install any software. All you need is a desktop browser and the internet. It doesn't take much work on your end as everything in Seven Taps is already pre-designed for you. And that's the fastest way to tr create mobile-first training, after all. Um, not to say that we provide one-click sharing and one-click access to the learning content. Since we have a forever free community edition, anyone can try it and see how seven tabs may benefit your organization. You know, I don't even have to sell the product, actually. I have to ask people to give it a try, and they uh, fall in love with it just you know, in a click, in a snap, it's all about the product. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And, and I think you're right that I don't think necessarily that modern micro learning has to replace anything. Um, I think a lot of things are going to stay the same. We just know now that the the biggest challenge for instructional designers and learning experience designers right now, I think, is answering those three questions that you mentioned, um, because there is going to we're experiencing the renaissance in solutions 
Like we have a lot of problems, but we're getting more and more options for how to solve these problems. So if micro learning is the best solution, then we have something like seven taps readily available, but that's not replacing that's not going to be the solution to every problem, right? So yeah. I, I like that you point that out, that that's, that's uh, a, um, something to consider is that, you know, we have so many options available and, and I think that's exciting and we have so many tools and 7Taps is just an amazing tool for this very specific type of problem or um, type of learning experience. So that's my two cents on that. Thank you yeah. for the question, Richard. Um, let's keep going. Okay. We have a question from Diana Salazar. It says, how can one integrate micro learning into traditional learning concepts like workshops? So this sounds a little bit similar to Richard's. I think it's also trying to find the, the, the space, the niche for micro learning and how that fits in with, you know, mm-hmm. other types of learning experiences. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I can add that microlearning ideally fits into traditional learning concepts. It enhances their efficiency, actually. And uh, to start with playing with it, I suggest adapting the practice of bite-sized modules to what you already have in your company. Just divide the information you want to deliver into short learning nuggets or guidelines, which you can send learners before a workshop or another traditional training activity, and afterwards as a summary. Just put your main ideas, contacts, some inspirational materials, some useful links. And I'm confident that gradually micro-learning and seven tabs will become part and parcel of your learning ecosystem. Uh, because the content is fast to produce, easy to consume, and you'll see how your learners will love it. So just just start doing it. <laughs> That's the advice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and specifically the, the thing that stands out to me about Diana's question is she's asking about workshops. So in my head, based on your answers to all of the questions that came before this one, um, I'm thinking like, okay, imagining a workshop, whether that's a virtual workshop or in-person workshop when we can do those again. Um, Having something like seven taps ready to go, like, yes, you have your workshop, but maybe, you know, these all day long workshops, it's a lot of content to absorb, you know, an eight hours worth of information. So having a a few seven taps, um, micro learning reminders, the summaries, as you said before, like these little things that sort of can come out a week after the, a few days after the workshop, a week after the workshop, something to take away from that and to remind you um, of what you have learned, you know, so that you don't, it doesn't, you go there for one day and then you forget it next week, it's all gone. So I, I imagine that that's a great use of seven taps in a way that it can be integrated with a workshop experience. But yeah. that's just me thinking out loud. <laughs> yeah, brilliant put actually, because after just an hour, learner will forget nearly 60% of delivered information. You know, without reminders, uh, you'll achieve nothing actually with your learning content. So, yeah. So thank you. I mean, I th- feel like we covered a lot 
(laughs) I'm so grateful to these. Yeah. I'm grateful to these people who have submitted their questions and I'm so grateful to you, Kate, for taking the time to answer them and coming on That's Awesome ID and and talking about microlearning a little bit more with me. Yeah, me too. It's a pleasure for me. Yeah. Um, so I guess there's so much more, just this short conversation with you, I can tell you have so much more <laughs> to say about this. Um, so if people had more questions or wanted to connect with you, what's the best way to, you know, continue this conversation? Well, you can find me at LinkedIn. I'm Katie Delova, founder of 7 Temps, and I enjoy meeting new people and I'm open to communication. Or you can email me directly, uh, Kate at seventops.com. I will respond as fast as I can. Yeah, yeah. You must be very busy. (laughs) Running a business, you must be very busy. Um, But yes, so again, thank you so much for joining me. And I look forward to seeing all of these amazing seven tap um, examples that I keep seeing. It's, It's a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. 